Welcome to another episode of Bruh Finance, and in this one, we're going to be talking about micro investing. Now, before we begin, as always, full disclaimer we are not professional investors, we are just a bunch of dudes talking about our investing journey, some of the experiences we have, some of our opinions. But please consult with a professional before you make any financial decisions. So, let's get into the episode. All right, so in this episode, we're going to be talking about micro-investing. So what is micro-investing? Well, essentially what it means is you're taking a little bit of money over time and you're investing it in the stock market. And a little bit like, you know, $100 a week, something like that. And over time, that is really a good thing to do. But that's not exactly why I'm talking about this thing. So you have apps like Robinhood, you know. Uh, that are you know pretty famous, and basically what it's done is it's made trading much easier. Things like micro investing, where it's like automatically taking money and investing it for you, and you're like, great, my money is growing. That's a good thing. All right, you're now investing, right? Maybe you did it through Robinhood, and now you're investing through that. But here's my caution, um, and it's the same as pretty much everything else we've ever said in this podcast, which is. When you use some of these apps and you're giving them your money so they can invest for you, how do you know what they're investing in? Right? They can make these promises of like, you're making these gains, you're making these gains, good for you. But what happens if there's a market crash? Or, you know, you're basically outsourcing the whole thing. And that's, I guess, better than not investing at all. However, you're kind, if, if you don't understand what they're actually doing with your money and you're just looking at the financial return, it could spell problems for you. Because if something happens and you're not prepared for it, you don't know how the market works, yet again, you could end up making the wrong decision because you get emotional or you get scared or whatever it might be. So my advice for this, this style of investing is use the app. If it's convenient for you and you're and you're at least investing, that that's good. But you still need to understand <laughs> how it works. Like, well, how does the invest? How is it suddenly? It's not magic. How do you suddenly get money just by giving it to this app? What are they actually doing with your money? Right? Are they actually legit? Obviously, a lot of these are probably going to be legit. But how do you know? Right? Now, here's my other part. Right? Let's say. Instead of using some of these apps, I just went straight to ANZ or straight to Commonwealth Bank. I I opened up a trading account and I just bought it through there. What's the main difference? Well, the main difference is you're not automatically buying stocks. Okay, you have to send money to that um, to that platform, and then you have to actually go and buy the stocks. But for me, I'm like, isn't it just easier? Like having the money, like you can autom- do automatic transfers to your trading account. That's easy enough. Any app will, any um, banking app will let you do that. And then the money goes in there and then simply buy the stocks every quarter. That's it. You, I don't actually think you need these apps. Anytime a service is provided that I've seen, they need to make money somehow. So if you're using some of these apps, like Robinhood or whatever, you got to think to yourself, how are they making their money? How are they making their money? It's the same thing of like when you buy a property and you have a broker and the broker says, no, my service is free. It always makes you wonder, well, like, where's your, well, then how are you in business? Where's your money come? It must come from somewhere. 
So what is your agenda? So with these apps, of course they have an agenda. They're a business behind it. They're trying to make money as well, somewhere. So are they taking up from your returns? Like if you if they're saying, oh, you made a 10% um, return this year. Well, was it actually 14% and they took off 4% off the top? Because if they're doing that, I would get off the app right away. But who knows? You don't know. Did you read the terms and agreement? You know, terms and conditions, all that kind of stuff. Do you get full profit? If doing the same thing on NabTrade, for example, and just four times a year, whatever has accumulated in there, you just buy it, you know, an index fund four times a year. You don't pay any fees except the Vanguard one, which is very, 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 very low. You end up with the same thing and you don't have to outsource it. And you get to see it for yourself. You get to control the entire process. Those are just some things to consider. Like, I mean, with the whole Robin Hood thing, I suppose it is good because it got an entire generation to start investing. But the danger with suddenly kind of giving your 16-year-old the keys to the Mustang is maybe they don't have any self-control yet. Maybe they, they haven't got all that experience just yet. So it's giving people who maybe shouldn't be investing the ability to invest way too easily. And for me, that's sort of like a recipe for disaster. And, you know, the stock market is, you know, everyone's loss is someone else's gain. So someone's losing somewhere. We just don't know who it is. So I don't know. I don't know. I suppose this is more of a rant episode (laughs) where I'm like, I don't know if it's the best way to do it. Maybe because the barrier of entry is so simple and so easy. Um, And then they obviously do gamification on these apps. The gamification and all those bells and little balloons and confetti that come out. Does that remind you of anything? Well, it's, I think, designed on the same technology as those pokies machines. You know, where you put a coin in and then the whole thing starts spinning and all these lights and buttons. I mean, those machines were specifically designed to get you hooked. So it does all those lights and triggers specifically to make you addicted. These apps, I would I would think, are no different. But again, if you end up finding an app that actually has pretty good, it's pretty transparent. They're trying to do a good thing. The company's good. Then look, it's still better than not investing at all or just keeping your money in the bank. It's better than that, at least. All right. So I don't know. That was on my mind today. So I thought I'd just do a really short episode talking about that. I'd love to hear what people think about this. We really got to find a way for people to kind of connect to us <laughs> and um, connect to people here on Bra Finance and ask questions and all that. Maybe we'll start some sort of Discord. I don't know. I'll have to talk to Kirk. He's the techie guy and that stuff. But I'll leave it there for now. Hope you guys enjoyed this extremely short episode, maybe the shortest one we've ever had. And have a great day and see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for watching another episode of Bruh finance if you want to support the work we're doing you love the things you're hearing from us consider supporting us through patreon at patreon.com forward slash bra b-r-a-h underscore finance by signing up you're going to get access to all sorts of things like spreadsheets and articles and video and training and all sorts of content so again thank you for watching and have a great day